0: As we conclude our series on the foundational pillars of leadership in this episode we're going to be bringing it all together and breaking down the three tenets of integrity demonstrating humility and having self-awareness consistently using sound judgment and being the type of leader that is transparent and is trusted so grab your snacks your coffee whatever you need because this is going to be a good one right about now you are listening to the legacy and leadership podcast a show where we discuss living as a leader worth following, leading others to do the same, and in doing so, leaving a legacy for future generations. My name is Jimmy Gonzalez Jr., a learning and development professional and leadership coach sitting down with my co-host, Anthony Devon Watch Jr., an expert contact center leader that has effectively led and developed dynamic teams with high motivation. Together, we have over 30 years experience in the corporate game. Join us as we discuss our growth as leaders, share the lessons we've learned, and interview others to see how their leadership style was shaped as they were mentored by adversity. Coming back at you once again, our legacy leaders, this is the Legacy in Leadership podcast, episode number 15, with your co-host Jimmy Gonzalez, along with my very good friend and co-host Anthony Devon Watts, Jr.,
1: What's up, leaders?
0: Yes. Uh, We are very excited about this next episode. Uh, Again, about to jump into the foundational pillars or some more foundational pillars of effective leadership. Um, Hope you enjoyed the last episode and that you really did some mining uh, and (laughs) picked up all of the golden nuggets that we were dropping for you in episode 14. Uh, So if you haven't listened to that, go back and check it out. Um, And while you're doing those type of things number one make sure uh that you subscribe to the youtube channel and make sure that you uh, start downloading and subscribe to whatever favorite uh, podcast platform you're using subscribe to the legacy and leadership podcast and leave us a review especially if you're on apple itunes and that's your favorite spot uh make sure that again you leave us a review we would greatly greatly appreciate it again, absolutely show us yeah some feedback and, and give us some love from that perspective number two uh, take a, a little screenshot, take a snapshot, uh, and whether you go to your stories on Instagram, uh, or either on Facebook and post that screenshot to your stories, tag us at legacy leadership, uh, tag myself at coach underscore Jimmy G jr. And then tag Devon at leg- uh, leadership docent. My bad leadership docent. Yeah. Uh, all these legacies, uh, <laughs> so yeah tag us please and again you know leave some comments and some feedback let us know what you think about the episode uh and join in on the conversation as well we would greatly appreciate that and then number three share uh share this uh episode whether you're on youtube or again via uh the podcast platform that you use share this with your friends with your family and other legacy leaders and let's get them into uh this tribe and this community that we are building and growing from this point um Yeah, do those three things. We appreciate it very much. And for your continued support as we go down this journey. Yes. Uh, So I know that a little low on energy, but we're going to get this thing cranked up.
1: Yep, 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 yep.
0: Uh, I'm feeling good. I I told you that uh, it has been a a very good day, but a long day. Uh, I am actually off uh, today in the next couple of days. Uh, so I started with a nice bike ride with my neighbors, mm-hmm. um, making a habit out of that. Uh, There's some really cool folks, man, and it's just been a, a good opportunity. Want to get to know them better and continue to build uh, relationships, right? And and love thy neighbor, and um, and then these bike rides, man, just continuing yeah. to um, try to improve in
1: that. Do you have a uh, bike, or like, are you using their bike? Uh, yeah, man. They're, I mean,
0: really, again, just really good people, man. Um, they have like four totals, like two main ones that the husband and wife uses and then kind of their original bikes that they use mm. or used. Uh, they allow me to to use that. Um, but yeah, I'm having those thoughts already. I'm like, I can't, you know, I don't want to keep uh, putting wear and tear on their stuff. So if I'm going to continue to do this on a consistent basis. I'm going to have to take um, a look into it.
1: Well, I, just, I know the bike game, like, is no joke. Um, mm-hmm. We have some really good friends of ours, um, Alyssa and uh, my boy Mike, um, who, like, they are, like, religious about riding. And so to kind of see them go on their journey uh, with, like, the custom wheels and, you know, that and the brakes and then changing the gears. And mm-hmm. um, and Mike is a bit of a gearhead Um, because he also races so he you know he does racing instruction um, and then he also races so he has his own car and stuff like that that he's modded Um, but it's like kind of that same mentality like car racing like in bicycle form Mm -hmm. so it's like super intense I was just curious like because I think like once you start down that that rabbit hole like it's deep man like you're in it oh
0: i i I see it i'm like "Mm." i'm like calculating numbers in my mind going through the financials Uh, they're like yeah this 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 is an expensive sport i'm like yeah i can tell Um, i mean these bikes like if you want a really good bike um easy a couple of grand easy mm-hmm. but that's even like getting stuff on sale but six thousand seven thousand mm-hmm. you know for those really lightweight bikes like you said with the really nice rims um but then you know all the gadgets the the garmin thing that tracks your time and how fast you're going uh lights for mm-hmm. the bike just yeah there's a whole bunch of accessories and different stuff and then you know the outfits got to have the, yeah, the right shorts and, and the shirt and, and jimmy you know, the armstrong the yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> got to have the helmet. So I got to at least start doing that. Buying like the helmet and some of the accessories and getting to it from that point. Uh, the first thing that I did invest in, uh, which I didn't know existed until I started riding with them, are the special shorts that you buy. Hmm. They have like pads on, on the backside. Uh, cause, in case you fall? Like, no, no, no. It just hurts, bro. Like, you know, sitting just there riding. riding. Yeah, you know, for miles and miles. Uh, you have to get used to it. But having that padding oh, on the backside, it, again, it helps to absorb some of the pressure and stuff like that. Yeah. So that was the first thing that I've purchased. Uh, but yeah, it's a good time, a good workout. It's definitely different, you know, from, from the type of workouts that I've done in the past. Um, it, it's really definitely good at, at, you know, burning, burning additional calories and burning some fat. So been enjoying that. And like I told you today was phase one of this artwork that I am getting on my arm. Uh, so got two more sessions left, but excited about yeah about the tat and, oh, and getting this the sleeve on on the left arm so um yeah kind of a long time coming uh you know i've been talking about it for a minute mm-hmm. uh but finally you know just kind of bit the bullet and getting it done so it's gonna um, look really good
1: when it's finished yeah i'm it's excited to really see
0: good. appreciate that man the, the final uh final product but, yeah, I mean, it, you know, obviously I, I went there because uh, I got a good recommendation from you. Uh, you've gotten a few from this particular artist. Uh, Shout Enrique. Out Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so Arts. Um, so excited about that. So then, yeah, I got home, you know, not too long ago uh, before we jumped on and uh, and ready to go. So ready to get into, again, these foundational pillars of effective leadership, specifically focusing on integrity. Um, mm. You doing all right today, though?
1: Yeah, I am. Actually, I was just thinking, I was like, man, I probably I probably do need a new tattoo, though, because, you know, I make it a point of, like, any time a big milestone has happened in my life um, to get a new piece. Um, and, um, you know, I would say, you know, starting the podcast, you know, that's a big milestone uh, for sure. I am mean, like, man, I don't really have anything that matches up with that. Um, and, you know, I, I already look, like I told you before, I already look like a Chipotle bag. <laughs> um, so, so, so it doesn't hurt to add on, uh, add a little bit more ink, but, um, but, uh, outside of that, man, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely doing well. Uh, like I shared with you a little bit low energy. Um, don't really know what it is. It's just in the air, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I will power through one thing I've learned very early on in my life is that, you know, you have to be able to turn it on and perform when the, when the, the stadium lights are on. Mm-hmm. All right. And it's game time. And so uh, I am suited up and the lights are on and I promise you I will perform. So uh, well, I, got
0: no, I got no no doubts about that <laughs> for sure. For yeah. Sure.
1: Um, and then uh, outside of that, like um, nothing really cr- too crazy happened this weekend. I mean, it was, it's was pretty chill for the most part. Uh, obviously, you know, I was sharing with you, guys a little bit of good feedback about, you know, just kind of the the last episode. Yeah. Um, you know, and um, you know, people enjoying kind of a little tongue and cheekness of uh, you know the fact that this is not a sports podcast, <laughs> um, and kind of uh, us playing around with that. Um, but I also got to chop it up with pops too. Um, I was sharing with you, and you know, I'll share with our listeners. My we unfortunately had a passing in the family. My my great um, um, uncle Eddie, my um, uncle Eddie, passed away uh, from cancer. He's like stage mm-hmm. four. Um, so he was passed away seventy two. seventy-two, um, and um, you know, obviously, you know, growing up, you know, he's family and stuff like that, and you know, he's my, you know, my father's uncle, right? Um, you know, and so my father has like kind of all these vivid memories of just different childhood experiences he's had with with Unc, right? Um, anybody who has an uncle or is an uncle, you know, kind of the role you play. Um, you know, and your nephews and your nieces life of just, you know, loving on them, spoiling, spoiling them um, and being somewhat of a disciplinary, but also being the the, the cool one that, like, kind of undermines and plays, you know, their parents just a little bit. Because I can do that, you know what I mean? Cause, yeah, because <laughs> I'm the sibling. Um, and so, you know, obviously, my father just has these, these memories of, of who his uncle is, you know, who his uncle was uh, as a man. Um, and then, as you know, obviously he grew, and then I came, right? And then my sister came, you know, to see that relationship evolve, and then kind of the memories I have, um, you know, f- uh, my uncle Eddie, and. Um, but the thing that I was the most floored with, you know, I was just talking to Pops, and um, obviously because of you know COVID, the, you know, it just makes everything. You know logistically a little bit more challenging right um and uncle eddie was very insistent when he passed that he was like hey i don't want any traditional funeral i want you guys to cremate me and i want you to uh, treat it as a celebration so like, if y'all are getting together like y'all need to live it up turn up have a good time barbecue. like that's what he was about like, y'all need to barbecue like, i don't want you know the normal processional and you know you know the church and stuff like that yeah um and so, there's obviously people that wanted to, you know, pay their respects. And so, um, you know, this is not new, but you see a lot of churches and things like that um, use uh, funeral homes using, you know, uh, virtual boards um, mm-hmm. so that people can leave memories and you know make donations on behalf of the family. You know, and, you know, flower arrangements or planting trees or stuff like that. And so, the thing that I was just the most overwhelmed with, right, is obviously, you know when you're talking about your family, you have these vivid memories and images of just who that individual was and what they meant to you, right? Um, And I think sometimes it's a loss on you. It can be lost on you because you think, well, that's, you know, family. And so that, that, the intimacy of those memories are just limited to what the, the family experience. But as you start, like, as I started to read through his memorial wall and just hearing all of these people from across, the 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 united states and different places that they've lived that are not family that are not blood that um you haven't had any interaction with him you know in you know 30 40 years Mm. um you know make it a point to reach out and share specific memories and instances and situations and words that he's passed you know that he may have shared or um you know how he treated them in a certain moment uh because there's a long line uh you know, of, uh, you know, people in my family that, you know, end up in, you know, leadership roles, primarily in like the, you know, public service space. So my uncle Eddie, uh, you know, he was a law enforcement officer, my, um, his father, my, my great grandfather, um, you know, he was in the military. Right. Um, and so, uh, my uncle Eddie, he ended up retiring from law enforcement as a Lieutenant. So, he had a lot of people that, you know, just kind of under his stewardship and officers that he was responsible for kind of developing and training up and showing the ropes mm-hmm. and, the, and the whole nine. And so, to see these people, like, make a concerted effort to reach out and just kind of share these moments, these moments and these experiences, like, I couldn't help but, like, just think, like, this, this is, like, encapsulates a lot of the things that we talk about when we're talking about being a leader we're following, when we're talking about leaving a legacy, when we're talking about creating an impact, like... It's this like it's this It's these folks that, you know, after, you know, you've you know been called home and you left this earth that they remember moments from 30 or 45 years ago where you show compassion and humility and support and care and they can draw on that and they can say that had a profound impact on me that that put me on a jif- different project uh, trajectory that um, helped change my perspective on things, you know, like to see that and to see pages, man, just pages. Like I I got stuck just kinda going through my phone and just reading and reading what people were saying. And it you know, not all of it was like super you know, profound, like, hey, you know, I had this, you know, trouble in life and he set me down and, you know, you know, took me to the side and talk to me about life and philosophy like there were some of those but even the simple ones is like man he was just such a, a a pleasure like every i remember every time we walked into the courtroom you know he would make it a point to greet you know greet me with high energy right high energy and just to tell me hi and to find out how i'm doing but then also remember specific things about my family and ask me about them on the occasion that we cross once a month right or um I remember how much he loved life and, you know, he was known for being a connoisseur of cheap whiskey and <laughs> and, and barbecue food. You know what I mean? Like it's those things that that really submit, cement, or encapsulate what we talk about when we're talking about being a legacy leader. Right. Because we all hold leadership roles um, in our lives in various capacity, like even if like. Even if you're not running, you know, running a team, and you have a formalized leadership role at, you know, at work and all that stuff, and you don't have the title manager or whatever, right? Like you and I've talked talked about this. That's not. That's not what makes you a leader, right? You can be a leader in your household. You can be a leader with your friends. You be a leader in your spiritual community. You can be a leader in your community, period, right? Mm -hmm. And not have these traditional roles or titles, but be seen as a leader because you are a leader because of how you influence and how you treat and how you touch and how you impact people. And so to just kind of see that, like... The formalized of like yeah you know I used to report to him and he had this impact on me and then the informal of like yo we used to just chop it up at the the golf the golf club right and he was just a character and um just you know a a great spirit like um all of that you know just it was overwhelming and it just seemed Mm -hmm. appropriate and um kind of really good um a really good reminder of. You know the mission that you and I set out on when you know when we put this together, um, and to share these these thoughts and our experiences and to try and build this community of legacy leaders. It's to have that type of impact, is to attract people who want to have that type of impact. Um, And so I'm excited because it also just dovetails really nicely when when we talk about integrity, because you know if I could summarize everything I read on his memorial board, like it was the epitome, the definition of a man that had lived his life with like profound integrity. Um, And um, so, yeah, I'm excited to kind of, to jump into that and kind of talk about it with our, our legacy leaders and our listeners and, um, you know, pull from that, whatever lessons, um, whatever lessons that uh, uncle Eddie, you know, feels the need to pass on, you know, through me, right, to those that are listening that didn't get the opportunity to know him but will know his impact.
0: No, I appreciate you sharing that, man, and my condolences, you know, to you and the family. Uh, But I love just hearing, you know, those snippets and how, you know, it it impacted you and how he had an impact on so many people's lives. And you said it, bro. That's exactly the heart of of what we're doing and what we're trying to to teach and to pass on you know to our folks out there um i mean there's just so much negativity and and hate you know that is is out there and that is spewed these days um, and just man make somebody smile like you know make an impact and, and the thing is you just being yourself in the things that we're talking about you may not even realize the type of impact that you have on an individual, but like you said, 20, 30 years later and, you know, that person, you know, their, their grandchild or something like that can be hearing or reading those comments and and realize again, the full breadth of the impact that this person had, um, be a good neighbor, Mm -hmm. you know, be a good Mm -hmm. friend, Mm -hmm. um, smile at people, say hello, you know, even if they don't say hello back, you know, Mm -hmm. wave at people, um, you know be be fully engaged in conversations with people and and not have an agenda you know what mm. i mean and just and just talking to people for the sake of of talking but to really gain a better understanding if, the, if if you have an agenda like really try to gain a better understanding of where they're coming from and how they're feeling uh and again especially you know during this time where people don't know what to think or they're thinking way too much and you know they're they're somewhat even paralyzed because they're they're trying to analyze situations and everything that's going on and maybe don't know how to handle the pandemic and the social uh, unrest and, and injustice and the politics and, mm-hmm. and you know everything that's going on um, and just talk to people smile at folks you know give them a pat on the back show folks some love if they're the hugging type give them a hug <laughs> uh, you know whatever, whatever that thing is uh, but again just don't don't slip on the opportunity that we all have to truly make an impact on that person for that day, but also, you know, not recognizing as you plant seeds how you know a conversation that you may have, a laugh, uh, a uh, a key nugget that you provide, mm-hmm. you know, how that might really again not just even impact them, but impact their family in the future. So, um, so yeah, definitely a good segue into today's topic, you know, and and, and kind of ending this the series of foundational pillars of effective leadership and bringing it all together with kind of how you just, you know, talked about uncle Eddie and bringing it all together with integrity. Uh, and the first tenet that we wanted to, to dive into was the importance of demonstrating humility and just being self-aware, being self-aware of, we talked about your strengths and assessments and stuff that you can do. Um, but also being aware of your blind spots, uh, well, how, Jimmy, how are you going to be where they're blind spots for a reason, but we all have them. But in order to find out about those, you, you have to ask and you have mm-hmm. to be open to getting feedback and be humble in that process to say, I know I have them cause I'm not perfect. I might not know what they are, you know, but help me out, mm-hmm. you know, um, kind of really think about it and, and, you know, kind of help me out in some of those areas. Um, so being self-aware and being humble, recognizing that, um, as as great as we may feel we are and as confident as we are and as great orators as we may be uh you know none of us again none of us are perfect and none of us have it all figured out so and while people do i think appreciate confidence right it's that fine line between confidence and then being cocky mm. right and people don't People don't like that right <laughs> they, they don't like when somebody is overly uh cocky about themselves and and even in, in a demonstrative way uh so there's definitely something to be said about being humble in yourself uh and you know putting others before yourself and, and then again being self-aware so in doing so seeking out feedback and how do you do that right so there's some kind of some simple ways uh that you can do that we'll, we'll uh talk about a couple one that i wanted to mention um, you know, this was, I believe you were on my team at the time, I can't remember exactly, um, but I knew like, I, I wanted feedback. And maybe at the time too, we were having a lot of discussions about like 360 surveys mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And one of our previous episodes, I said I even did one with my family. <laughs> you know, I had my wife and my kids <laughs> fill one out. Um, but that was like, it, it, was, it was really great feedback to get from my family, but at, at my job. So I sent out this 360 feedback survey to my team that reported to me uh, to my counterparts, uh, to business partners in, uh, in other sites in, in other places within Florida that I supported. And really, again, went into it looking to see, okay, yeah, what are the things I do good, but what are the areas of opportunity that I have? And again, what are those blind spots? What are those things that maybe other people see that I'm not seeing? Uh, but I really need to know those things. Um, you know, so creating a survey and I'm sure you can Google it and find, you know, a number of of different 360 surveys um, and sent that out, got feedback and just, and it was for me. And like, I didn't necessarily talk to people about it, uh, but it was just for me to, to read, to analyze. And then from there, okay. You know, some of it, you're going to take with a grain of salt. Some of it, you're going to really analyze a little bit more, but once you have that compilation of information, it's, you know, what do I need to do next? Right. What are the next steps to, strengthen some of my, my strengths and those areas of opportunity how do i feel about that what if anything can i do to improve in those areas and then start putting you know making some goals and putting some action plans in place to reach that uh the second uh kind of tactic that you can use or strategy that i'm i'm in the process of doing now so um listen up because you're one of the folks that i'll be asking this question to um as i kind of continue to go down you know this path of somewhat self-discovery but really just trying to to continue to figure things out within myself um just ask you know people that you're close with and that you trust in in my best moments like what are some words that you would use to describe Mm. jimmy in my worst moments what are some words that you would use to describe me Mm. you know what i mean and Um, you know, get a a good enough sample size, uh, again, from people that you trust and that you're closest to, uh, whether it's five, ten people, whatever that number is, and then, you know, start to kind of pinpoint what are some of those words, right, that they use to describe you that that match up, that are alike, um, and that, you know, as you kind of go through that process, and actually I got this specific um, idea from that book I told you I've been reading, Mm -hmm. To Be Told. But it really helps you, especially if you go back, you know, and people that have known you for a very long time, there's going to be certain, um, you know, elements that you see and themes that you see. And it really just helps you to, again, really understand kind of the the story of your life uh, and helps you to continue to to rewrite, uh, Uh not rewrite, but co-author, you know, your story and your life as you continue to move forward. That's how the book breaks it down. Uh, But again, in the act of being self-aware and gaining feedback, in my best moments, what are some words that you'll use to describe me? And in some of my bad or worst moments, what are some words that you'll use to describe me? Uh, but you have to be open to that. You have to be receptive to the feedback and you cannot allow yourself to get defensive because uh, in in that humility, like you're doing it because you, you, you want to know how other people think, but more importantly, you also want to improve, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we all do things at times that Are not intentional and we may say things or do things that hurt people's feelings or make them feel a particular way that we had no intention of doing um and if sometimes it's on that other person but if there's things that i can do to to make adjustments and change that so it doesn't happen again i want to be able to know those things because we all make impacts Uh right but again as we talked about you know with your uncle eddie is is how do we make impacts that are very positive and that are very long lasting and that leave a very positive legacy uh for us and in the minds and in the hearts of the people that we're around
1: 100 man the thing that comes to mind actually when you know, we were talking about that about the, self, the self-awareness and the humility is you know for me i always found the most the most powerful tool in a leader's tool belt the most enduring characteristic of an exceptional leader is one that has a willingness to be led. yeah all right and um you know specifically like you said seeking seeking out feedback so that they can continue to improve and to get better and to um not just be satisfied with past accomplishments or um, past successes or to Um, fixate on you know obviously the their best attributes but to also make a concerted effort to find out where they're falling short and to say well is there is there something of value in that feedback that i can do something about immediately right Mm -hmm. um because at the end of the day if you are if you're truly you know if you're truly um in leadership for um you know, the the pure reason of, you know, trying to serve others, right, then that feedback is invaluable. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day, how great of a job I think I'm doing, right, as a leader, if those that I've been entrusted to steward are giving me feedback to the contrary, right, my job is to deliver for them not to deliver for my ego. Um, and uh, so I, I, love the tips that you provided around soliciting feedback through, through 360. I think, you know, that's always value added. In fact, um, it's a nice reminder for myself too, because I'm coming up on, um, day 90 in my organization. I'm like, you know, it's probably a good time to say, okay, 90 day check in and mm-hmm. just get feedback from, you know, those that I partner with, those that I report to, those that report to me, the whole nine. So that's something that I'm absolutely going to do. Um, and then uh also the advice of just being able to ask those that you truly trust and i think that's the other thing too right is another you know another key attribute or you know um skill set that a leader can possess is discernment discernment to know who to solicit feedback from or to to seek counsel from right Mm -hmm. um I think that's critically, critically important, right? If you don't have the discernment to be able to identify those that really have your best interest at heart as a leader and those that do not, right? And then you start seeking feedback from those that never had your best interest at heart in the first place, right? Um, And you heed that and apply it, right? And you fall short. You fall short of... um, what you expect of yourself as a leader, you can't be mad at anybody in that situation but yourself because you lack the discernment to know whose counsel to seek out, right? I think that's the other attribute is, you know, being able to dis- demonstrate the wisdom to know who to reach out to for wisdom. Like uh, as um, you know, as slightly convoluted as that may sound, right? You have to be able you, know. you have to be able to have the wisdom to know who to seek out for wisdom right um and guidance right um and so um i i think that 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 is uh critically important um and it's funny right because you know going back to uh uncle eddie's memorial board like i i just i'm reading through uh again some of the the comments that people provided and there's so many things that just stick out that align to um you know his humility, like demonstrating his humility, right? His self-awareness. Um, there was a specific situation where um, somebody was um, <clears throat> somebody was a brand new officer um, on the job, and um, he was just struggling with uh, making the transition and making mistakes, like everybody does in their in their new job, all right? Mm-hmm. And um, the one night he just he he made a bad one like it's one of those like oh man like this this is not one of those i need to just i'm going to just get coached this may be one of those depending on how they how they want to take the discussion i could end up no longer employed right um it was just you know a lapse in judgment right a lapse in judgment and just a bonehead mistake a bad decision right um and in that situation, see, my um, Uncle Eddie uh, at the time, you know, he just had this a little bit of a reputation of being somewhat of a, a hard-ass, like, um, you know, most of us Watts men, it's like in our bloodline, like, we, you know, we just come across that way, um, right? Um, at least when, like, when we're, when we're on it, when we're about business, you know what I mean? Um, but, so, this officer was just expecting to just get, you know, kind of taken up through there and told about himself in a, in a professional way, but a very clear way Mm -hmm. (laughs) told about himself. And in that moment, my uncle Eddie demonstrated, you know, compassion and empathy and used it instead of, you know, um, you know, telling him how, you know, he had made a bonehead mistake, shared a story with him about how he made a similar mistake when he was a brand new officer. And the humility Right. The humility to be able to expose that, that I made mistakes before I, I I don't have it all together. Like I never always had it all together. Right. Like it took me being intentional and working at this to get to the point that I'm at right now in my life, um, as a leader, as an officer, as a man. Right. Um, Like to me, that's that's just extremely powerful. It goes back to what you're talking about, right? Like to be able to demonstrate that humility and that self-awareness, that self-awareness to realize why would I hold them as a brand new officer to an expectation that I couldn't meet when I was a brand new officer, right? And then to be able to undo whatever facade or image somebody may have about me as a leader as being flawless, Mm -hmm. right? As almost an unattainable standard Right. And therefore not something that they should, you know, even try to emulate or model. I'm going to demonstrate humility by showing my flaws, by sharing a flaw with the intent of using it as a teaching vehicle and being able to connect and to show how the standard you or the the image you have in me is one that's attainable. So you should have it of yourself it becomes more tangible, it becomes relatable, it doesn't become abstract, it doesn't become um, unattainable, right? Um, Again, that's the power and the self-awareness and the humility. It's not just being able to be better as a leader, but it's also being able to make deeper, more impactful and rich connections. A connection that from that moment was so strong that 40 years later, the same man is seeking out the message board, right to share this memory mm. with family members right because he got wind of uh the passing of somebody that had a profound impact on him early on in his career and he felt compelled to pass that forward because obviously the while that moment may have lasted 5 minutes the ripples reverberated over 3 decades 4 decades right and still has a profound impact on his heart today like the self awareness and the humility, man, is just critically important.
0: Man, there's a, a, a few things that you said in there, uh, that that you know definitely caught my attention. You mentioned the word discernment, um, but as we're you know kind of going through these these different tenets, right, specifically uh, in regards to bringing it together with integrity i know we're going to talk about one thing but i can't help but want to jump to what you just said Mm -hmm. uh and kind of tie it into transparency and and is trusted right Mm -hmm. being known for somebody who's transparent and somebody who's trusted well having that humility and humbling yourself and expressing those type of mistakes uh, but those learning lessons like none of us are perfect number one Number two, none of us just came out the womb and like, boom, leader. <laughs> yeah, I know everything. <laughs> like, we all made mistakes that led us to this point, uh, and being able to to talk about those things, you know, when when you hear that phrase, kind of displays managerial courage. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that's that's the type of courage that we're talking about, right? It's not a lack of fear. It's maybe being a little bit nervous to share some of those stories, but doing it anyway because you know there's a lesson that you learned. And there's a lesson to be learned for this other person and at the very least even if that lesson is we all make mistakes like it's okay let me tell you about a time that i did something very similar and how i was able to learn from that and use that and kind of look you know how how that has helped impact me and and get me to where i'm at today you know being able to share those type of stories with you know somebody who is uh, new in their career or new in a role I mean they're nervous you know they're, they're trying to figure things out they're trying to to learn uh hopefully and, and being able to share those those stories again it displays a level of transparency and it displays and, and expresses that you are somebody that can be trusted because uh, you're not acting as if you have everything figured out or that you've maybe you have everything figured out now but that's because you've gone through some things you've made mistakes and you've been able to learn from those um and and I think in doing so, there is a very high level of honesty. So then you also become somebody who is viewed as somebody who demonstrates integrity, somebody who who demonstrates trust, Mm -hmm. Um, because I have to be able to be vulnerable in those situations as well. So, you know what? I'm going to trust you with, with this information, right? I'm going to trust you with some of these past experiences. Uh, and again, humble yourself and be vulnerable in those moments as well to display that courage. And again, start to, to allow yourself in that person's eyes, hopefully to be viewed as somebody that again, demonstrates, tr- uh, integrity, trust, uh, and is very transparent in how they conduct their business.
1: No, absolutely, man. Um, it's crazy too. Cause like when you talk about like, um, you know how that like being humble the humility it ties into the trust it ties into um the trans the transparency feed to that and then ties into this bigger theme of integrity which we're unpacking right like mm-hmm. i go back and um you know i'm reading you know just kind of what you know the the same individual shared um and it was a power like to me it was powerful and i'll just share with with you in the audience here right Um, But they essentially said that the Internet does not have enough bandwidth to accommodate all the praise and appreciation Mm -hmm. that I and those that know Eddie Watts have to say about his true, this truly great man. There are many stories to be told of how Eddie was always there to try to keep an officer from getting into trouble. And when you got into trouble, he was there to get you out of it. And um, they say they go on to say, I called him steady Eddie for his demeanor composure dependability and his true friendship he made my life and the world a better place you may not always remember what a person said but you always remember how they made you feel and i was privileged to know eddie watts right um again man like those are the things that we talk about that sum it up right like and i think the real beauty in all of that in it's something that we've talked about you know through several episodes it's kind of been a uh, uh, you know, uh, through line for all of these, right. Is the genuineness, the sincerity in which these things are done. You know, um, he wasn't going into these interactions saying, well, man, you know, this is going to, he's going to have something great to say about me. Once, once I leave this earth, that's not where it came from. It came from a genuine, deep, loving, caring place of connecting Right. Connecting with with somebody who needed you in that moment. And I love what you were talking about and, you know, even taking this a step further and drawing back parallels to or drawing back uh, connections to what's going on right now in the world and, you know, how to process all this and all this stuff seeming overwhelming and you know, we want to. You know, be, you know if those aspire to make a change, and you know, how can I make a change? And I'm one person, and you know, this is a big world, and it's a big country, and it's a, you know, how can how can I tackle these huge issues that, um, in transparency, have never been really resolved in you know the the 200 plus years of of our nation, right? And I can't help but think back to this and that interaction with that one individual. The way you do it is. You make a change in your direct community. You make a change in those that are directly in your sphere. And if everybody is just doing that, if you are treating people with compassion, transparency, being self-aware, humility, making connections. If you're doing that with those that are directly in your sphere and they're doing it with theirs and they're doing it with theirs, that's how you make the change. It's not one movement of change, one monumental change. Right, it's these you know multiple pebbles of just tiny changes within our own personal communities that creates this groundswell of change that we experience everywhere else. And so, um, you don't have to change the world, right? Um, you know, just you know, you know, change the lives of those that are directly in your community. Um, and if you do that, the world will change along with it.
0: Because in, in doing so, you are. Changing your world, mm. and you're influencing your world and your environment. Um, you know, and i I've often, I've, and I appreciate what you just said, um, and that's admirable. You know, for people that are are trying to do what they can and be a part of you know these these massive changes. Um, you know, but even from kind of a, a mission field perspective, you know, I always tell folks like, the mission field is wherever God has you. Mm. You know, that neighborhood that you live in that job that you have the team like we're we're entrusted with those individuals that are around us Uh, especially if you see yourself as a leader or you're a budding leader and you're growing into you know into yourself and what that means for you to really be a legacy leader Um, do your best to make those those impacts right where you are Um, and again that's how you start to change your world and your environment or at least have an influence and have a positive influence uh, and and hopefully, you know, um, inspire others to to want to do the same. Um, and as as long as we keep taking those small steps, man, yeah. Um, the I like what you said, kind of the ripple effect and what that has uh, on uh, those people that are around us. So, um, man, I I appreciate you reading those things. I mean, you know, just even it's very heartfelt, you know, mm-hmm. for me and just meaningful just to hear uh, those type of of comments and words and when he's like the internet doesn't even have a bandwidth
1: like now that's a bar (laughs) for real that is is a bar that is a bar for shout out marty marty was the one who left that message good old marty
0: but that was yeah that was that was good man that was deep um i mean there's you know be transparent with folks you know do what you can to to be open and honest uh that that again builds and gains trust uh, and as you're you know you're working on those things, you know, so again, we're tying all of this in and impacting you know how do we really uh, live a life full of integrity? So demonstrating humility and and gaining self-awareness, um, really operating in in a mode of transparency and and in a way that is helping you to build trust. And then going back to that word discernment, uh-huh. the the third tenet that we really wanted to speak of is you're consistently using discernment and really you know sound judgment in those moments um and i'm still going to tie it back to that story because you know there was you mentioned it there was discernment there was wisdom from from your uncle at that time to to say you know what i could handle it this way but i'm going to handle it this way and share be vulnerable and share a story that hopefully they'll relate to uh from some mistakes i made and some things that i learned along the way Um, but even even that you know, there's, there is a certain level, I think of, of maturity, right. And experience that you go through and and we talked about it before, you know, really getting those reps to have a higher level of, of sound judgment and, and discernment in your own life. Uh, But it's just making good decisions, you know, making good decisions and, and basing that on, you know, analyzing experiences uh, and, and your judgment on certain things, and then thinking through the impact on the decisions that you're going to make. Um, I remember, uh, remember Jason Palmasano, he's, uh, the founder of Trinity mm-hmm. fitness ministries and which, you know, we had a chapter, actually I'm wearing a shirt today. <laughs> <laughs> Did not do that on purpose. I promise you. Um, you know, we had our chapter here in central Florida, Orlando, and, um, prior to that he was a he would go around and kind of do these talks uh and um, share the gospel but he would do it you know with with painting and he's an artist as well right anyway so there's this picture that i bought from him uh that said you know your your decisions will echo in eternity so when i think about Mm. something like that it's how do i really do my best to to think through again analyzing my experiences and how those experiences are affecting or helping to influence the decision i'm going to make am i using sound judgment in that moment and then thinking through the impact of these decisions and sometimes as a leader like that's it's difficult like there's difficult decisions that we have to make and a lot of times as a leader as the leader you have to make decisions that you know are going to have a negative impact on other people but it has to be done. You know, the, the, the leader has to make those tough decisions uh, kind of for the greater good of the group, of the team, of the organization, kind of wherever you fall, uh, kind of in that pecking order. Um, but having the courage, again, to to make those decisions, uh, but thinking through the impact. And then how do you how do you prepare for that? Right. All right. I know we have to make this decision. These are things that we have to do. How do I prepare for that impact? How do I prepare for those conversations that I'm going to have to have because of the impact that this decision is going to have? Um, and, you know, we've seen it personally in our own lives and, um, you know, people having to make decisions to furlough people and to uh, to let people go. Um, so many companies you know that that i've heard of and that we just know even if you're just watching the news and stuff that have to make these decisions again that have a massive impact on the company and definitely have a massive impact on the lives of those people
1: no absolutely um like you said you know being able to have the discernment in those difficult situations um and be able to make sound you know decisions sound judgment and it's a it's a skill it's a skill that can be developed I think that's important for people to understand it's not like um, you know you are you know we're born omnipotent and we can just like okay I just know what to do in this situation right Um, I think the other thing too going back to you know what I talked about with discernment is You know being able to know who to collaborate with or reach out to for counsel as you're weighing these options and these decisions um i can you know pull from my experience you know with having to make the difficult decision around um you know furloughs and people's employment you know um, when the pandemic hit and you know how do you make sure that um you know you're you're turning over every single stone, and you're really thinking through this properly. And that you've um, explored every opportunity to impact the 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 fewest amount of people as possible. And that those that are impacted, that you can you can deliver the message to them. You know, look them in their eye, and come from a place of um, transparency and honesty, and know that you truly did everything in your power um, in order to avoid this situation. And yet. You know here we are and the decision has to be made for the greater good and i can also confidently articulate why we came to this decision and why it unfortunately impacted you right um i've always appreciated that i've always tried to operate that way as a leader um you know just if um we were having to make decisions like that like nobody else was going to deliver the message but me even if it meant it was an all-day event, and I had to, you know, um, you know, schedule it and meet with folks and back to back, and you know, be be prepared to also have the difficult conversations and 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 um, you know, help people manage through the the litany of emotions they go through when they hear those type you when know, when they get that type of news, right? Whether it's um, anger, sadness, like, you know, all that stuff, right? How do you in that moment still provide comfort or provide a safe space for people to work through what they need to work through? Um, having to hear something so difficult and deliver the message with a, with the appropriate level of empathy and, and concern, right? Um, I would say the other thing about sound judgment too, though, is it's twofold, right? It's not just, um, you know, being able to have sound judgment um, to... Uh, you know know how to handle these situations but it's also about having sound judgment and winning when knowing to um, push back or challenge or have healthy friction right Um, and to you know speak truth to power right speak truth to power um, and you know, be an advocate for those that um, you're a steward of um, you know I can think about um, you know a couple of recent experiences that I've had where you know the direction that the organization wanted to go in that the broader business wanted to go in um, didn't necessarily align with the the thoughts the feelings the sentiments of um, you know our down chain leadership you know team and um, you know having to sit in those rooms and um, you know be one of the voices of dissent and be able to speak truth to the power power and the majority rule was no we're still going to go in this direction and you have to be the one that says look i think we're um you know i think i think going in that direction could be potentially a mistake you know and that um we have to listen to our people and this is what our people are telling us and um i think that there may be a happy medium but what we're pursuing right now is not a compromise at all right and it's going to do um irreparable damage to the relationship and the trust that we have with these individuals and i think we have an opportunity to stop listen maybe pivot our strategy um and that is not easy the, you know those those discussions are not easy but um, as a leader a leader who truly has integrity you you understand the value of again healthy friction and being able to push back in a professional way and know that you're charged with being an advocate for those that are under your leadership um and you have to truly believe it right and so even before you have those discussions right it's sanity checking it right it's r- knowing who to reach out to it's you know um reaching out to other people that you trust and saying, hey um this is what i'm hearing this is what i'm thinking about it what are your thoughts am off base and being prepared to have that healthy friction and that that healthy discussion right and then if you get validation You know, um, that your thoughts, your guts, your decision making, your discernment is in alignment and it's the right thing to do. Then it's about the integrity of following through um, and um, giving voice, giving a voice to those that feel like they're the voiceless. Um, And so definitely it's twofold. Mm -hmm. Like you have to you have to be comfortable doing that. That's what integrity really looks like. Um, Again, not being afraid to deal with conflict um, in a respectful and a productive way Um, and demonstrating balanced thoughts balanced thought when conflicting information exists um right because that's one of the worst things you can do as a leader is you know just be very entrenched in your thinking um you know even in the face of new facts like i i I hate that um to be honest with you i don't like people who value that people value um stubbornness um you know you know blind stubbornness even with the um existence of new facts or you know confronting somebody with new facts where they don't even take the Mm -hmm. time to process it they just they dismiss it and they stay entrenched in where they're at you're not you're not strong to me (laughs) you know what i mean like um you know you're um that's not leadership that's not um decisiveness you know whatever you want to call it whatever um you know, adjective you want to try and uh, assign to it to make you feel good about it. That's not what it is. People read it for what it is. It's weak. It's it's scared. Um, it's fear. Um, it's fear of being wrong. It's fear of it's ego, right? And mm-hmm. um, and real leaders see it for what it is, and they file it away, and and they that tells them everything they need to know about you as a leader. That when um, confronted with um, challenging and difficult situations um you allow yourself to be ruled by fear right um and you act out of self-preservation instead of the interests of others and that tells me everything i need to know uh, about you so
0: yeah I, i'm just you know as, I, as i'm listening to you and and digesting that um I mean, that's that's what we're talking about to our folks out here is being a leader worth following. You can be a leader and you can look at present time. You can go down through history on leaders who executed really well. But when you really analyze that individual, they were not somebody who you would want to follow. Right. And is are they the type of leader? Are you the type of leader that? has that integrity you know that has these key aspects that we're discussing uh, but that is is truly trying to do things for the good of other people right with morals and with ethics and, and all of those things tie into your level of integrity and as you do so you know kind of the last point that I'll make too is that as you grow in that manner and you're consistent in being somebody who shows very sound judgment and, and a high level uh, of discernment is that people will start to to seek you out mm. for advice and for solutions because you're showing that consistency you're showing that good judgment um, and i would think that that's also something that we all aspire to right as we continue to grow and especially as parents like you want your kids to to seek your advice and to 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 hopefully provide maybe not the complete solution, but give them some different things to think about And, and uh, and your team, the people that are around you and that report to you, that they see you in that light. Again, they're going to come to you for advice. They're going to come to you, uh, for solutions, uh, or different ways for them to think about a situation to help them, f- you know, figure out what that, that solution really needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, cause as a leader, you know, sometimes like, Hey, you know, to me with solutions i know what the problems are <laughs> Legit. but sometimes especially yeah when people are, are are getting started like they need that help and that's what we're here for too is to help them learn through that and and help them go through all these different steps to really think about the impacts how do we make those sound decisions and be confident in that so that uh, they can continue to you know spread their wings and grow as a leader as well so um, very well said um, i appreciate again the stories that you broke down and speaking your heart to about uh, uncle Eddie and you know what you uh I think things that you already knew but even things that you learned Mm -hmm. and just being able to see other people's feelings and thoughts and and their aspects and and how they share their heart again about the impact that he had on their life um that's how you that's how you bring it all together right with with integrity Uh, so the three things that we focus on today for our legacy leaders out there when we talk about integrity again humility and self-awareness demonstrating true humility and being intentional about being self-aware of what your strengths and your areas of opportunity are and then being intentional of even going deeper and and taking certain steps uh to be even you know gain a higher level of self-awareness because you see yourself one way but masses and the people out there may see you differently right so being able to get that information and analyze it will help with that self-awareness and then we went into you know operating in a mode of transparency and and as a person that can be and that is trusted um being courageous in the decisions that you make um and, and and how you display you know those managerial decisions and that courage in those situations And then consistently, again, using sound judgment and showing that level of discernment uh, and being able to know who to speak to, who to gain advice from, uh, who to seek as wise counsel, analyzing your experiences, uh, using that sound judgment and really thinking through the impact of your decisions on others. And if you really focus on those three things, again, that will really help you to bring together the. just that 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 growth of integrity within yourself and and help you to be known as somebody who has a very strong level of integrity um so that's what this episode you know uh 15 was all about you know conducting ourselves at the highest ethical standards and using sound judgment in our decisions is how we want to boil all that down so we want to cap you know this this series off uh of these foundational pillars of effective leadership um you know we talked about integrity about continuous improvements uh and then going all the way back to episode i think that was 13, 13. um and really again kind of helping to to build out these pillars so we're going to um, wrap all of this up as we're talking about integrity uh with our next episode which is going to be the fourth installment of our nba series mentored by adversity uh with a good teammate a good friend uh a very you know very cool and great personality and just individual uh ricky baez Uh, is going to be joining us for that session Uh, and hearing his story, hearing how he's been mentored by adversity, but again, also tying in from an HR perspective, he's an HR manager, Um, what he feels about integrity. Maybe he'll even tell us some stories about uh, not naming names, (laughs) but situations where people were not showing high levels of integrity and how that really, you know, had, again, an impact uh on the team, on the business Uh, and and things of that nature so be on the lookout for that again that's going to be our next episode as we wrap this series up on these foundational pillars of effective leadership so don't forget number one make sure that you subscribe to the youtube channel subscribe on your favorite podcast platform uh and make sure that you're getting these episodes downloaded on a consistent basis and go ahead and leave us a review like you're there mm. go ahead and type some words in there Get a, let us know what you think about the uh the episode we're talking about bringing, bringing things together with integrity. We, we mentioned three, again, tenants, uh, but this is not all comprehensive, right? I mean, we can continue to talk for hours, but we're not <laughs> gonna do that. So share, share your thoughts and some other things that you really feel helped somebody to build uh, their character and, and help them be known for somebody who truly has very strong integrity. Um, number two, Take that screenshot, go ahead to Instagram, post it on your story, tag us at Legacy Leadership, tag myself at Coach underscore Jimmy G Jr., and then tag Devon at Leadership Docent. Uh, Again, give us some shout outs, give us some feedback, let us know what you thought about the episode. Uh, We certainly appreciate that. And then last but not least, share. Hit the share button uh, if you're through your podcast platform. uh, If you're watching us uh, on the YouTube channel, you know where the buttons are. Uh, Find that little kite looking icon, uh, hit the share button and share us with your friends and family and other individuals out there who are trying to do exactly what we're helping the masses to do. How do you really become a leader worth following? Help others to do the same. And just like we talked about with Uncle Eddie, really leave a legacy for generations to come. Uh, that is what this podcast is all about. That is the goodness that we're bringing to you every week. Uh, so we hope that you guys have enjoyed episode uh, 15. Uh, again, be on the lookout for the next one as we hit our fourth installment of the NBA series. Uh, my friend, I appreciate you very much. You, and sharing, again, you know, some uh, some touching words and thoughts that were inspiring um, and again also very heartfelt about your family and again my condolences to Thank you and, you and the family uh, for your loss so uh, appreciate that very much man it was uh, uh, a pleasure for me to be able to hear those things uh, and think about you know family myself and just thinking with the end of mind folks right. you know how when that time comes because it's going to come for every single one of us it is. what do you want people to say about you what do you want your spouse what do you want your best friend you know what do you want the people that you've worked with uh, or maybe even people that you had minor interactions with but it was so impactful that 30 40 years later they're going to be sharing these experiences when the time comes what do you want people to say about you start with the end in mind and then how do i start conducting my life today and working towards growing in those aspects so that those are the type of impacts and those are the type of of comments and, and words that people share about me At that particular time um, So yeah Again, Jimmy Gonzalez, Anthony Devon Watts uh, We appreciate you guys very much God bless and stay encouraged Thank you
1: You have just listened to The Legacy and Leadership Podcast Hosted by Jimmy Gonzalez and Devon Watts thank you and we hope that you live lead and leave a legacy worth remembering until next time